the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Hello. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Much, much, much to talk about. What do you want to talk about? We can talk about your money. We can talk about investing. We can talk about stink, stink, stunk. That's right. You heard me right. You heard me right. Got a good show for you today. I think there's enough content out there. Some predictions. It's that time of the year where we predict things. Have you ever made a mobile payment? Who's the sexiest athlete alive? I have an opinion on that. Not sure if you do. Not sure if you care. To get your calls on the air today, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air today. Uh, CVS Caremark in the news today. Largest provider of prescription drugs. They're higher. Their profit beat expectations. Clearwire. They're up 12% after Sprint and Excel offered to make a $2.1 billion deal on the company that is rapidly running out of cash. Google's higher, Apple's lower. The number one app on the iPhone now, Google Maps. The free Google Maps app is available in more than 40 countries in 29 languages. Google is widely expected to introduce its own app after the version of the Apple iOperating System mobile software released in September excluded its popular built-in tool. A lot of critics have been pretty hard on Apple on this news. Elsewhere, applications or jobless benefits fell by 29,343,000. That's a real good number. Retail sales in the United States grew better than expected. Demand for automobiles rebounded. And holiday shoppers, they snapped up electronics and clothes. Overall, if you exclude autos, the number wasn't that good. Wholesale prices in the United States fell more than forecast in November, reflecting the biggest drop in the cost of energy since March 2009. Stink, stink, stunk. What do I mean by that? Yesterday was another historic day in the annals of the Federal Reserve. The history that is tied towards banking. The market wasn't all that impressed with what we saw. QE4. I would have thought that the economy would have been in a lot worse shape Five years ago, have you ever told me that we'd go through four rounds of quantitative easing? So it's the next step from QE3, which was QE infinity. So what is it, infinity and beyond? Like, is it infinity dose? The fact of the matter is the Fed's balance sheet is going to be expanded in 2013, perhaps by as much as $1 trillion if things simply stay the same. The purchases could be more or less depending on the path of the economy. We keep printing money. Our dollar should be getting weaker. It should lead to inflation. 
The FOMC, the Fed Open Market Committee, anticipates exceptionally low range for the federal funds rate as long as unemployment rate r- remains above 6.5%. And inflation between one and two years ahead is projected to be no more than half a percentage point above the committee's 2% longer run goal. Longer term inflation expectations continue to be well anchored right now. So we're going to keep the cost of money between zero and one quarter of a percent. That's a nightmare if you're retired and trying to live off of an income. Keep in mind, banks peg their CD rates and their savings rates towards issues like that. So the projection for 2013 GDP, it calls for between 2.3 to 3% growth. That's okay. But here's the kicker. In September, it was 25 to 3%. So things are getting worse. They're stinking a little more. It was a busy day of economic reporting today. Initial claims, retail sales, produced prices. They're decent. All three of them decent. Layoffs have slowed. Consumers continue to spend, and inflation's not a problem. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Business inventory is up four-tenths of a percent in the month of October. Seasonally adjusted four-tenths of a percent rise in October to $1.62 trillion. Inventories are up 5.7% from October 2011 11, the little levels. Higher inventories can be good for the economy if they represent firms stocking up in anticipation of future demand. But they can also reflect items that aren't being sold. Elsewhere in the world of money, mortgage rates dipped 3.32%. 30-year fixed-rate mortgage average 3.32%. You know, what I find funny is that most people don't anticipate and don't see, and I own a house, trust me. The home market will soften as interest rates rise. The home market has strengthened as interest rates lowered. The home market struggled when it was tougher to get a loan. CVS hiked their dividend by 38%. The increase translates into an annual rate of 90 cents a share, up from the previous annual rate of 65 cents a share. That's a nice dividend hike. CVS also said it plans to buy back $4 billion in stock to 2013, part of a share repurchase program. Best Buy up 15% report that their founder is about to make an offer this week. This is according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, which is in the backyard of Best Buy's founder, Richard Schultz. The offer is going to be at least $5 billion to $6 billion, with financing coming from bankers and private equity firms. Google up, like I said, on the backs of the maps, getting into Apple's ecosystem and instantly being uh, loved. Boston Beer Hire, the maker of Sam Adams, stock I like. A beer, eh, it's okay. They said they expect profit of $4.30 to $4.60 for the year, up from its earlier view of three eighty to four twenty a share. That's pretty impressive. They cited increased shipment volumes and timing of selling journal administration expenses. The company also increased its 2013 depletions estimate. Again, I'm liking what I'm seeing. The data out there today is pretty good. Here's one that, like again, some things I don't... I'll be the first one to admit it. Oncoilytics, 
Oncoilytics Biotech jumped 22%. Company announced positive top-line data for its first endpoint in a randomized phase three study of a drug for head and neck cancers. The study focused uh, on their drug in combination with another drug in second-line patients. The company said, we're delighted to obtain statistically significant data for our drug in a randomized clinical study. When it comes to curing cancer, I don't know much about it. And that's one of the areas where I don't go out and buy individual stocks. I buy a sector. I'd rather buy the biotech sector than a biotech company because I'm smart enough to know what I don't know. Barclays Barclays plans to cut 2,000 jobs. British banking giant Barclays. This is going to be a story in 2013 that we hear again and again and again. A lot of banking jobs are going away. Goldman Sachs upgraded Yum! Brands to buy from neutral, saying the premier emerging growth story in restaurants. Recent softness in same-store sales in China and the resulting uncertainty provide a good entry point on stock. I'm embarrassed to say this. I ate Kentucky Fried Chicken recently. I know. I know. I know. My mother's crying right now. Goldman cut its rating on Darden restaurants today to buy from just at a price target of $49. Their previous thesis of a timely Olive Garden turnaround has not played out as expected. You can find me online, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Hey, where are you going? You kidding? The st- Budget negotiations in Washington. The Rolling sits on sale. The Dow. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's mega trends going on in the world that, well, if you pay attention to, they can actually help you as an investor. Demographic trends, mega trends. You know, in the 1990s, we had the aging of the baby boomer. There was a lot of money to be made off investing in that vein. The crisis-prone global economy. Talk a little bit about that and more later in the show. I have not given the market numbers yet today. Let me give the market numbers. I haven't even looked at the market numbers except for when they first opened. Golden Globe nominees came out today. I say, who cares? SP 500 up one, the NASDAQ up seven, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 12. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial. Building a financial base is a concept that we got to get started. We sometimes say, I got an extra $300 a month, I've got an extra $500 a month. How do I get started? Let's talk building a financial base. Yeah, it's, it's the key, and this can happen. A lot of times it happens based on a life event where you kind of say, oh, my gosh, i got to get serious. Whether it's you have kids, you've been laid off for a while, you win a small lottery 
winning, you know, whatever it may be, you've, you've really got to stand and get educated. Small lottery winning. I, well, I had a friend that went through a really bad couple of years, and he contacted me. He's like, I've won the lottery. I've 80000 bucks, right? Okay, that's nice. What's the first thing he does, Rob? Buys a car. Exactly. And he goes, I realized how stupid that was. He caught the show online. And so now what do I do? And I gave him a couple of books to read. You've got a couple of books on your website. Um, you know, Rick Edelman's initial books, The Truth About Money, I think we're good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but New Rules About Money. Yeah, The Truth About Money I thought was better. Really? Right? I think it gets more sales-oriented as he, as he published. But anyways, um, you got to, first of all, get your emergency reserves intact because a lot of times people end up in a situation um, – a bad financial situation that becomes a house of cards is because they get disil- disil- dis- disabled, if I can get that out. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> I might be disabled myself. Um, or they lose a job for a period of time where three to six months they're out of work and they can't service their debt. They can't put food on the table. They build up credit cards. They ruin their credit. And they're, they, they go from a situation that should only be bad three to six months to I've ruined my credit for ten years. Um, so have your emergency reserves intact, right? That's the first step. Second step is make sure you're putting enough money in your 401k to get the match. If you're eligible for a Roth, you take the next you know, $5,000 that you can save, put it in a Roth IRA. If you can still save more money than that, go into the 401k. As far as what you should invest in, in your 401k when you're first starting out, I like the retirement date funds for younger people. Like okay. the, you know, retire 2045, 2050. Freedom funds. Vanguard has them, T. Rowe Price has them. Um, I like uh, T. Rowe Price and Vanguard's much better than Fidelity's. Really? Um, also, if you're trying to find what do I invest in my Roth IRA or my taxable account, I think the free ETFs, the iShares that you can buy at TD Ameritrade, for example, you can, as long as you hold them for 30 days, you can buy them without a trading cost. So go for index. So why does TD Ameritrade do that? Fidelity does it as well. But why? Because the iShares give them a little bit of kickback. The internal fees are like point, you know, zero eight percent, and they get a little bit of that back. Um, so, uh, making sure that you build up that first hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can do that in index funds and ETFs, which are essentially index funds that trade like a stock. Then after that, you've got to get good at picking individual managed mutual funds. And so there's usually a long learning curve before you try to buy individual stocks. And by the time you get to two hundred fifty thousand. That's when you make sure you have a group of trusted advisors. You've got a good CPA, you've got a good attorney, you've got a good fee-based financial planner, and make sure that everybody's working together. And just make sure you're in that phase of accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay? Accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay. That's, that's what you really have to focus on throughout your entire life. Stop focusing on depreciating assets like a car. I mean, you know, I buy... I like to drive nice cars, but I right. buy them used, typically when they're off a two or three year lease, because I can save twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Right. So, um, you know, look look at that and say, how am I paying myself first? Am, am I always saving before I spend any money? And how do I focus on accumulating appreciating assets? Okay. Now, appreciating assets. Give me some examples. Uh, well, stocks, obviously, especially stocks that pay a dividend, so they're paying you something. I mean, there's no more comfortable way to retire, Rob, than if you retire with enough assets that you can, you don't even have to live off all the dividends from your stocks and the interest from your bonds. Some of it you spend, and the other just gets reinvested. Right. Or when you buy real estate, make sure that, you know, it's a good deal if you uh, put. You know, 20, 30% down, get a traditional 30-year fixed loan, and after your, all of your expenses, property taxes, maintenance, property management fees, 
you still have positive income, that's not only a positive income asset, but it's something that somebody else is paying off for you. That's, that's the only good way to leverage is in real estate. But people over-leveraged without positive income in, in uh, you know, the last real estate bubble. So, you know, I mean, stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, commodities, those are appreciating assets. Okay. So accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Anything else we need to know about building your financial base? Stop thinking that you deserve now what your parents already have. Okay. Okay, that's the biggest thing that kids have a problem with. They, they think that I, I'm out of college, I have a new job, I should be in the same house and drive the same car as my parents. That's yeah. the problem that is with our generation. I think the generation beneath us, Chad, a lot more frugal. You know, I think they are, and I think they, they, they're a lot more wise, and we really need to get a better way to educate our kids. Yeah. I had my uh, 12-year-old look at, um, you know, Buffett tried to do that site where he was a cartoon character. Did he? There's a website. That's um, horrible. And the first part of it says, Warren Buffett is my best friend. <laughs> There's a song about Warren Buffett being your best friend. And it was started in about 2010 and hasn't been updated since then. He thinks that they're just terrible. And our kids, I think, are hungry to learn about investments and money, and there's really no good outlet right now. Uh, I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton talking, building a financial base. You need to do it. I need to do it. We all need to do it. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Before we went to this segment, I was talking a little bit about some of the, the megatrends that are out there. And again, uh, you don't make money easily off a megatrend, but you understand that there's money to be made. You know, the crisis-prone global economy, drastic measures will be necessary to curb growing fiscal liabilities in developed countries. You've got problems in Estonia, Latvia, Finland, Sweden, not so much. But big problems in Britain, Spain, Greece, some problems in the Netherlands, Poland, Romania, Italy. By 2020, emerging market share of financial assets is expected to almost double. So, by 2020, emerging market shares of financial assets is projected to almost double. You can make some money off that phrase right there. If you know what I just said, and I think you do. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Over the years on my radio show, I've heard from people like you who've been burned by buying expensive and wrong financial products from people that don't have your best interests in mind. Naturally, I've developed relationships with people in the financial industry you can trust. So if you need a new home or refi mortgage or reverse mortgage, if you need insurance like home, automobile, life, or commercial, or maybe you need a financial planner, get in touch with me, and I'll give you a trusted financial referral. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. Rob Black talking all things financial. I saw an interesting angle about strange questions that people ask Google. 
and I, I thought I'd share some of the questions that people ask Google. You know, you start in typing what is a, and then something drops down like hipster. One of the questions asked, is it illegal to spend fake money? What do you think the answer is on that? Of course. Even if you don't know it's counterfeit, it's illegal. Can I buy life insurance on my ex-husband? That just sounds like it's going to lead to a problem. Do $100 bills taste... I'm sorry, no, no. Do $100 bills smell like maple? Okay. Other questions people ask Google about money. How do you steal money from a vending machine? Seriously, people, get a job. Like, seriously. My favorite question that people ask Google about money is, why am I poor and dumb? Well, if you have to ask, I'll tell you. Last year, Larry Ellison bought a couple islands. Like, really? So one of the questions on Google was, how do you buy an island? Wouldn't that be great? I want to have that kind of money one day, where I can buy an island, populate it with small people, start a basketball league, and just do my thing. Another question that people ask Google about money is buying alcohol for a minor a felony. You shouldn't buy minors alcohol. What are you thinking? Get them some hash, but definitely, definitely don't give them alcohol. That's not even funny. <laughs> okay, okay, this is my favorite question. People ask Google about money. How do I invest with no money? <laughs> I don't know, but let me know if you find out, right? Number nine on the list was, how do you make money by selling weed? Well, you find someone who's afraid of buying weed, and you sell them weed. Can a dollar pregnancy test be wrong? Let me just say you get what you pay for, and babies are expensive. You get what you pay for, and babies are expensive. Okay, I know you've been wondering, so I'll tell you. My top three, no, 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 no. My top sexiest athlete, male, probably going to go, I can go with Beckham, I can go with Brady, I can go with Ronaldo. Hmm. Maybe I go with Carlos Bocanegra. Ooh. That's a tough one. For the women, it's even tougher, right? Top sexiest athletes, who would you choose? Would it be Lolo Jones? Would it be Maria Sharapova? Allison Felix? Alex Morgan? Daniela Dukova? Posed for the cover of ESPN Body Issue. I know you're saying, what does she even do? Tennis. She's ranked 32nd in the world. No one cares. Ronda Rossi? Yeah. Stephanie Rice? You have to have a favorite. Carolyn Wozniacki? Oof. 
Too many choices, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. You know, I was going over some megatrends that you might be able to make some money off of. One of them is the crisis-prone global economy. And there's a lot of crisis economies out there, particularly Spain, Greece, Britain, France, Slovakia, Slovenia, Italy, Poland, Romania, Austria. Not so much, but still problematic. Only country that seems to me to be not flawless, but pretty darn tight, Sweden. Commodity instability is going to hit China and India, who remain import dependent. There will be a world war fought over commodities in the next 100 years. Commodity prices have increased sharply since 2000, erasing all the declines of the 20th century. Now, the world war may not be World War III. It may not involve weapons. It will involve dollars. Something that something that Apple's learning is really, really happening in business, not just in technology. But business cycles are becoming significantly shorter and less smooth. Apple has to get to the point where they release, and we expect them to release, a 4, a 4S, a 5, a 5S. Because it's killing them that Google's doing that to them. Growing middle classes in developing countries will increase demand for rule of law and government accountability. 50 countries in the world fall somewhere between free and not free as far as government goes. And you're going to see some of those governments topple. And there are going to be some crazy headlines. Tensions have increased in the international system. The, the system of the UN, it's a failure. And the world's become more fragmented. And cooperation has fallen out of favor. So you're going to see a wider spread regional instability. The Middle East youth population is getting younger and unemployment's rising. For the record, Homeland Season 1, awesome. Homeland Season 2, awful. And anyone who says otherwise, you're just being ignorant. They need to kill Brody. They need to kill him fast. He was a great character in Season 1 as he was slowly but surely becoming unwound. See, that's the problem with TV. Sometimes they'll just keep the same bad guy because he's strangely likable in one year. A lot of new technology is going to be starting to develop in our cars and our headwear. The three key tech areas are going to see wide innovation, information, and the ability to store, which is getting increasingly cheaper, robotics and manufacturing, which is already affecting unit labor costs worldwide, Unit labor costs in Taiwan and Japan dropping significantly and fast. Resource technology, which will have to increase to compensate for declining crop yields. We're going to continue to see that. The 10-year annual average growth in crop yields has dropped from 3.5% in 1971 to 1.5% this year. It's hit a bottom of 1% in 
in 2004, 2007, but it's moving the wrong direction. Cost per gigabyte continues to go down. Total investment, cost per gigabyte has gone down a lot faster than total investment. Let's go to Julio in Oakland. Hi, Roberto El Negro. Uh, my name is Julio. I'm from Oakland, and uh, I saw you on TV. Got to say, your voice sounds a lot younger than you look. Uh, my anyway, voice sounds I, younger. Wait, 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 wait. That's an insult. <laughs> Do I look old? <laughs> well, your voice sounds a lot younger, let's say. Good God, man. Okay, since you insulted me, let me insult you. You sound poorer than you are. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I've got a quick question. Um, I had purchased this stock, CLM, a couple hundred dollars, and uh, I've been throwing an offering, uh, Charlie Lima Mary. Uh, I don't know when a company does these offerings, that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm I'm new to the stock market, uh, so what's, what's I've the name only... of, What's the name of the company? Um, Cornerstone. Uh, it's a, it's a fund. It's, it, yeah, it's a fund. It's not a company. Uh, Thanks for the call. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's a value fund. Um, and it's not really doing well. Let's see if I can pull up any things on it. Yeah, I'm not getting any information on it. So it's straight on the NYSC under the ticker symbol CLM. It's the Cornerstone Strategic Value Fund. If you want to drop me an email, I'll, I'll take a little look for, at it for you. I'll see if I can't find something somewhere else. It's doing a rights offering, which isn't a problem in itself. They're offering the holders of the fund's common stock, November 30th, 2012. The fund is issuing its stockholders non-transferable rights entitling the holders to subscribe for an aggregate approximately of uh, 44.8 million shares. Each stockholder is issued one right for each whole share. The rights entitled stockholders to acquire one share for each three rights held. I don't think you want anything to do with this. So, thanks for the call. I sound younger than I am. I'm pretty young. For a financial guy, I'm hurt by that statement. I'm going to go lick my wounds. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Retail sales with autos were paused. Retail sales without autos, not the best. I'll be quite honest with you. Could have been better. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. What's on your financial mind? Where are you going? There's going to be a lot of poverty in the years to come. One thing that uh, I don't think is being well thought of at this point in time or well thought out 
is how unemployment and employment has changed in the last few years. The income stagnation that's hit the middle class in the last decade, it's complicated the Democrats' position in fiscal talks. I know this is stuff most people don't want to talk about. I know people whose parents are struggling, who they're continuing to stay in the workforce because they didn't save enough for retirement. But their salaries aren't going up as they age. They're going down. A lot of Democrats have derided the expiring tax cuts as irresponsible since President George Bush signed them a decade ago. Yet the parties united in pushing to make the vast majority of them permanent, even though President Obama could ensure their expiration at year's end with a simple veto. So the decision reflects concern over the wage and income trends of the last decade. Pay stagnated for middle-class families. Net worth declined and economic mobility eroded. People are not climbing the ladder anymore. Democrats generally would prefer more tax revenue to help pay the growing cost of Medicare and other programs or instead negotiate with Republicans trying to find a combination of spending cuts and targeted tax increases for higher incomes. The income and wealth trends of the past decade also created a longer-term dilemma for the party by advocating the continuation of most of the Bush-era tax cuts. So if the two parties fail to come to a deal by January 1, taxes on the average middle-class family are going to rise about $2,000 next year. That would come at a time when we've gone through a 12-year period in which median inflation adjusted in income has dropped about 8.9%. Average American pulled in about $54,932 back in 1999. Now the average American is pulling in about $50,054. That's pretty frustrating. So on some levels, we're not making as much as we used to. Now it looks like we're going to be taxed more than what we've been taxed. That's going to hurt middle America a lot. We'll see what happens. The income malaise, malaise, stagnation, no one's talking about it. It's just as troubling as higher taxes or lower taxes. It's just as frustrating. Maybe not for you. Maybe I'm the only person who cares about this stuff. Very, very weak initial jobless claim, 343,000. That's good to see. Part of that had to do with some states kind of shutting down Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving. And coming back to the numbers. November producer price index was down almost 1%. That's a good number if you don't want to see inflation. Best buys in the news today, they're up big. Top performer. Retailer surging 17.2% after CNBC reported company founder Richard Schultz expected to submit a bid between 5 and $6 billion to take the company private. Chief Financial Officer Sharon McCollum acquired over 100,000 shares on December 10th. Lexmark's in the news today, down 6.3%. Deutsche Bank downgraded the stock to sell from hold. Google's in the news day getting their Maps app on Apple. They're up 14 bucks. Apple down 9 bucks. Keep in mind, down 9 bucks. It's all relative. What percentage is that? One and a half? It's not that bad. Molly Corp had a big troubled day yesterday. Their CEO is leaving the company. 
and they're being investigated by the SEC. That's just never good. I'm sorry, but that's just never good. Coinstar is in the news today, as is Amazon. It's not good to be uh, Netflix right now. Coinstar is going to start a streaming video service for 8 bucks a month. That includes some sort of ownership held. You can actually take some of the videos home and put them kind of DVD. But Amazon.com this morning announced it's launched an app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch that allows customers to stream videos from the company's Amazon Instant Video Service. That includes both purchased or rented videos as well as free titles through Prime Instant Video for Amazon Prime customers. Adding the app should make the service a little more competitive with Netflix and other streaming video services. So it's not a good day to be Apple. I'm sorry, not Apple, but Netflix. It's a good day to be Apple. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Please, if you call, don't insult the host. Seriously, you're going to send me into therapy with, with, with negative images in my head. S&P 500 is poised for the longest gain since 2006 on claims data. Oil at $60 a barrel or $120 a barrel. United States is going to supplant the Saudis. This is something, honestly, I would never have imagined, especially under a Democrat president. Whether crude 60 bucks a barrel or twice that, the U.S. is almost free of depending on imported energy and positions to plant Saudi Arabia as the world's number one producer of oil. How did that happen? Saudi Arabia can't afford a decline of that magnitude. Their government pledged an unprecedented $630 billion in social welfare and building projects. The kingdom, which uses Brent crude to help set up export rates, couldn't meet the commitments if prices fell 25% from the current $109 a barrel. U.S. average daily output is going to climb 14% this year, the most in six decades. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Follow me on a podcast. You can get it at kdow.biz or Apple iTunes under Rob Black and your money. Dollars back in Staples reward your computer or a... Good morning and welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I truly, truly believe that. For instance, one of the things we talked about in the first hour of the show, I think it needs to be, again, thrown out there. Nine years ago when the Bush tax cuts got put in place, the average American was making $54,900. Nine years later, the average American is making just above $50,000. It's down almost 9%. The payroll tax cut is about to expire, and you're going to pay 2% more on every dollar you earn. And that's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the average American. So will it stay in hindsight? Will lawmakers ultimately see the, the ways of the trouble they're making? I don't know. I wish I knew. Stocks are a little changed today. Not a lot going on. You got it going on. 
SP 500 down one. The Nasdaq up four. Dow Jones Industrial Average down ten. I will say this about the fiscal cliff. I kind of hope we do take the plunge because I think it'll get a lot of people talking. A lot of Americans will suddenly learn a lot about taxes. For instance, one of the taxes that is about to significantly change is the death tax. This country was started because we didn't like the king of England taxing, 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 taxing. So we said, basically, you know what? Screw you. As colonists, we would rebel. I don't think that's the exact phrases we used, but something along those lines. Maybe it was more along the lines of taxation without representation. And that was just a silly T-tax, right? We now get taxed when we die. A couple of years ago, there was no death tax. And it was a good year for the Yankees because Steinbrenner died that year. And instead of his state getting taxed egregiously, it didn't. Now wealthy Americans are scrambling to transfer their riches before end of the year when gift taxes are set to jump. Currently, gift and estate taxes of $5.12 million are exempt from taxes, but as part of the fiscal cliff, any bequest of more than $1 million will be taxed next year and at a 55% tax rate. Currently, the rate's 35%. That's going to kick in unless Congress and President agree to extend the current expiration or agree to a new one. It's crazy. I bet more wealth is transferred this year than in the past 10 years. The drop to a $1 million exemption means that the tax hit on gifts or estates of $5.12 million will go from zero this year to $2.26 million next year. The gridlock in Washington could result in the exemption staying that low perhaps for years. The fear is that we'll go over the fiscal cliff and never correct it. Estate and gift taxes affect not just the wealthy. They affect the middle class. Million dollars isn't a lot of money anymore. If you own a home in the Bay Area or Seattle, million dollars isn't a lot of money. Not everyone can transfer their money should do it. Sure, if you're 93 years old and failing, it's a good idea. Others should proceed with caution, being careful not to part with assets that you might need later. You know, I worry about the 65-year-old recently retired couples on fixed incomes with 3 to $4 million in assets reading about what a tremendous opportunity it is. A lot of people may be under the impression that if they give a gift below this year's $5.12 million exemption level, they'll still have some exemption left to use in the future. Any gift made this year counts against the exemption in effect the year they die. Choosing what assets transfers an issue. You have to do the math. You want to give away the one that will go up most in value. If you have a choice between a hot tech stock and a slowly pushing real estate, gifting the stock means the state will pay less in tax. It's all very interesting. We have a death tax in the United States. If that doesn't upset you, I don't know. How do I upset you? Well, I don't have a million dollars, so screw it. It still should be upsetting to you. Because you know our government's going to spend the money. Oh, what other stories are out there today? Apple has caved to the Maps Outrage, adding Google Tool on their iPhone. Chris Christie saying today, my weight won't keep me from the White House. 
Can you imagine a fat president? Seriously, just stop for a second and imagine a fat president. When was the last time we had one? Taft? Come on. We can do better than that. So Chris Christie's out there saying today, my weight won't keep me from the White House. I kind of agree, I hope. I know a lot of people are out there. I'm a Democrat. I don't like any Republicans. A lot of Republicans are like, I'm a Republican. I don't like any Democrats. It's interesting about Christie is how uh, he does a lot of dramatic big moves that people seem to rally around. Retail sales in the United States rose on rebound in auto and demand electronic purchases. Amex is in the news today. They can gain as earnings forecasting shows a resilient consumer. Stock closed yesterday at 57 bucks, 12% below its 2007 high. Consumers are in a lot better shape than they were five years ago. The company shares peaked five months before the 18-month recession that began in 2007. Stock's not the most expensive it's been. It's, in fact, not the cheapest. I think you can move higher. Consumer spending in the United States climbed at a 1.4% rate in the third quarter. That's the smallest gain in more than a year. I prefer Visa, but to be quite honest with you, I still love my American Express. My black American Express, when I pulled it out, women swoon. Men get nauseated. Women swoon. Men want to be like me because I'm kind of a big deal. I've got many fine leather books. Yesterday, the Fed Reserve said they're going to buy $45 billion of treasuries per month, trying to boost growth. And you know what? They're doing a good job. They're they're printing a boatload of money. But it's keeping the cost of mortgages down, the cost of borrowing down. And that's helping corporate America, and that's helping individuals. And for that, I applaud you. I wish we weren't in that situation. I wish we were like comfortable paying a little bit more in interest. I wish we had a higher interest rate so that our seniors, our old people, our people that we would like to make into food and eat, like soil and green, I wish they had the ability to have a CD earning 4, 5, 6%. So I could stop hearing them complaining about the days when they used to have CDs that made 4 to 5, 6%. Back in the 90s, I used to make 6%. Put in your teeth. Pop your pills. Things that are important to us. Stop whining. I have no cheese. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Coming up, we'll talk a little mobile. A little bit of mobile. Also, we'll chit-chat with CFB Chad Burton. You're listening to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. an interesting industry we work in. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings faces SEC action over a post that he put on Facebook that basically said we'd streamed one billion hours or something inane like that. What's this mean? What does this mean? Um, we live... Publicly traded companies have to be careful about what information they dole out 
in non-public or private areas, there's more regulation than you think. Coming up after this little segment with Mr. Berton, I'm going to tell you about a takeout candidate that I think will happen. The S&P 500 down one point, the NASDAQ up four, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 10 points at this net. Dow's down 26 now. Just like that. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back with CFP Chad Burton. The Dow's down 26. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton is a financial planner. We talk about estates. We talk about creating wealth. We talk about managing wealth. We talk about insurance. We hit a whole slew of topics. I saw recently that someone was issued a check by the United States government for $650 million instead of $650. Would you keep that check or would you return it to the government? <laughs> Is that where we're going to start this segment? Sure. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How, how much do plane tickets cost out of the country? <laughs> so I have a friend in Nigeria I would wire the money to to hold it for me. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about this segment? States? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about, you know, what a lot of baby boomers, which are really a lot of my clients, too, people that are near retirement or in retirement, are dealing with estates, their parents' estates, their great, their uncles, their aunts' estates, and they're the ones that are having to kind of clean up the mess. So we're often asked, you know, we get the call, hey, my mom died, my mom, my dad passed, what do I do? Right. And it's kind of, you're dealing with this grief at the same time you're dealing with mounds of paperwork, you're dealing with, you know, the Depression era people which kept everything, so right. you're trying to clean up a house, you're trying to do an estate sale and all this other stuff. So... The first thing you got to realize is that you don't have to make any major decisions right away. Right, Let's get the person in the ground. This is going to take some time, and one of the things that you have to realize when you're doing the burial and things like that, get twice as many death certificates as you think you're going to need. Really? Yeah. I would never have thought of that concept, even though my father's passed away, and I've gone through exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, so what happens is, you know, a lot of times the, the you know, cemetery or, what, or the. Um, what do you call the people that bury the, the coffin place? What I'm spacing the team of this where, where they sell coffins, whatever it's called. I, they, say, I say backyard. They <laughs> mom's going in the backyard. Tin can and some ashes. Funeral service. You know, that's what I, I want. Tin can and ashes. That's okay. putting it in my trust. So you know that's the ones that have typically help you get the death certificates. I would order literally like ten to fifteen at a minimum because okay. you're, you're going to need more than you think. And you can't just photocopy them, right? Because you'll find right you, you'll find accounts that you didn't know existed yeah. a couple of months into the process, and all of a sudden you have to go through the process of ordering a new one. Big deal. It's ten bucks a pop. The estate pays for it. Get fifteen to twenty, okay, just to be safe. Um, the next thing is contact all the professionals that the person dealt with. That's the CPA, financial advisor, investment advisor, the attorney. And if the person just has a will, you want to contact the attorney right away because they're going to need to do what's called a letter of testamentary to make sure that whoever's the executor goes through the court process to get appointed. Because until, no matter what the will says, you can't just take a will into the bank and deal with the accounts. You have to be authorized by the courts to do that through a letter of testamentary. So you really need to get the attorney on board right away. You also need to contact Social Security because all of a sudden you're going to be getting Social Security checks into mom's bank account. Social Security needs to know that they're gone, otherwise you're going to be having to pay back the checks. Which Um, some people look as a bonus. Right. That's why Social Security is sending me checks. Maybe I'll never tell them. Yeah, I know. That's why freezer sales are going up. The you know the kinds that lay down in the basement they're uh, pretty big. Put mom in the freezer. <laughs> Look, Chad, you know people consult do. the broker advisor before taking any action. You know people do that though. <laughs> it's a very common way of very fraud. common. So. Yeah. 
Uh, also, so you also need to contact the CPA. If the person didn't have a CPA, then get a hold of, of the CPA because – or the attorney often does this as well where you have to get an estate tax ID. Um, and eventually, as soon as possible, you want to get the bank accounts and the brokerage accounts transferred under the estate tax ID. So any interest that's accumulated starts going under the estate tax ID rather than the personal tax and that's the biggest part of the process because taking your letter of testamentary, all that stuff into the bank, and getting that changed over, um, it, it takes a while. So you know what's interesting about this is, I've never thought of myself at 70 years old and dying. I'm gonna have a lawyer when I'm 70 years old. Like you're saying, contact my attorney when I die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if you gotta trust, I mean, you need to typically update it and go through the process of talking about estate tax changes every two years minimum. Oh, you're pissing me off. Yeah. Like, that, that's a discouraging thing. It gives thought. you something to do in retirement, Rob. So I, I just, just want to be an old geezer who watches baseball and scares the neighborhood children. <laughs> Wears a robe and walks around in a walker like the guy from Family Guy. That's going to be you. Hey, kids. Watch some candy. Why do you always make me out to be the bad guy? Why not you? Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> it's more fun. Okay, I'm with you. More fun for me. So say something nice about me. Big heart loyal guy. There you go. Yeah. So um, now I'm gushing. I feel like a little school marm. I've got red in the cheeks. <laughs> uh, we got less than a minute. Anything you want to talk about? Um, in terms of the other steps that you take on finding out if mom or dad have anything. So, so part of the process, you have to realize that, especially if they die with just a will, this is going to be you know a nine-month process typically. Yeah. There's usually at least six months before you can start distributing assets because you have to go through the correct probate processes. Yep. Make sure you do the legal things that you need to do to allow other people to come after anything the estate owes them. Right. Um, so that you can finally close this, the estate and be done with it the right way. It's interesting that you say that. The advice that I will throw in is if you're the parent who's 70, talk to your kids. Show them where everything is. Get a nice, clean binder. If you, you have know. a bunch of stuff in the safety deposit box, please let somebody know where the key is. There you go. I you mean, actually have keys for a safety deposit box? Yeah. I always thought you just went in the bank and they opened it for you or something. You have the retinal, they need the retinal scans. But then what happens if you have cataracts? I don't know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to drive a big cataract. If you're listening to me, Rob Black, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Interesting. Someone just sent me an email saying the mortuary now asks for the deceased social security number and reports social security, the death to avoid the money being sent to dead people. I don't know if you heard the line in there where I talked a little bit about how much of a scan there is out there when sometimes a grandma dies. People are just you know, burying her privately or keeping her in the, the basement on ice so keep getting social security check. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's me, Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.